Perfect, perfect. So yeah, no, we've got this recording here. So Melissa, how how have you been? Oh, hanging in there, going crazy. Had a little meltdown meltdown yesterday. I just felt, what if they never let us out? Like, what if we're never allowed to leave? <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I don't know that. I don't know that that's ever gonna be the case. But I'm hoping that, like, if everybody just stay in and maybe just do their part now, it can be over sooner than later, right? I hope so. Fingers crossed that we can get out of here sooner rather than later because I'm going crazy being a people person and a business owner and a mom and just it all happening in the four walls of our house. So. Oh, yes. I guess your kids are home too, right? From from school. Yeah. And yeah. So then you have yeah, to we're, juggle, kind of like myself, right? Like you have to juggle yeah. that. Uh, that helping them with the school work that the school's giving, doing your own work and making sure they're fed, um, yeah. especially because my wife works at the hospital. She's a nurse at the hospital. So I'm home oh my gosh. with the You're kids home. and trying to work from home, right? Yeah. That's crazy. It's a little, yes, crazy right it's a little, little insane right now, but um, I think everyone's kind of feeling it. So we all have like grace and to each other and we've been having meetings with clients and I have like a kid on my lap and one's coming in and asking questions. <laughs> but then at the, on the other side, their kids are doing that too. So I don't think anybody's, um, if anything, I think it's making us realize how human we all are and oh, how absolutely. real and how our clients, you know, you, you get to know them personally and intimately and you see a whole different side that you never knew you were going to see. That is true. That is true. So I know you wear many hats. Uh, you're a realtor, you're a home builder, you're an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about yeah. everything that you do. Oh, man. Um, I first became a realtor um, in 2005. And um, after that, in 2007, we opened Trademark Homes. And I let my license go to focus on new homes. I really had a passion for them. My grandparents owned a home building company growing up. And once I started getting into the new home side, I just I loved it. I loved it so much that I wanted to focus on it and become an expert in that area and not be pulled away resale wise. Um, yes. Through that, over the last 13 years, it's been awesome to see um, how the residential construction industry in our city has grown and changed. And we're open to creative ideas now, which I think is really exciting. Two years ago, um, we had clients coming and asking if I could also list their house or if Trademark has someone that they can um, work with. And I thought, I built these relationships with these clients. I would love to be able to help them full circle um, selling their house that they're in now so they can move into their Trademark house or help them find a house that they can remodel and put that Trademark touch on it. So that's how I got my license back because it was kind of like a full circle moment for our company. That's awesome. So you let your license go for about 11 years yeah. and then you got it back. So how did you find, I guess, I guess the process from 11 years, from back, I guess, 15 years ago now yeah. to, to two years ago? It was really interesting to come back into this industry after being away for so long. Um, I was thankful that I made really good connections with realtors throughout those 11 years that I was not um, licensed. Um, through Royal LePage, that's where I was before. When I came back, it was no question that I wanted to go back to Royal LePage. I still had friends there. 
Um, it was funny. I was talking to my broker the other day on the phone and I said something about summer, my daughter being 13. And he was like, how is she 13? She was a baby when you were getting your license. And I was like, it goes by so fast. What I found really different was, um, kind of the mentality, I guess I'd say behind the industry. Um, it became so techy and there's so much that, um, 11 years ago, I had no idea. We didn't have any web consults that we could do. We didn't have virtual um, uh, uh, signatures, even the help, the, the help desk, um, each brokerage having their website and all their new apps and stuff that they come out. That was the biggest change for me, how technology really advanced our industry while I was gone away from that. You know, it's crazy. I got my real estate license in 2010. And when I got my license, we used to have those carbon copy papers where yeah. you write yeah. out the contract, you take the top, you rip the top part off, that goes to the client, the middle part is your copy, the last part belongs to the brokerage. Yeah. It's crazy how times have changed. And, it's you know, insane. now you do business from home, really. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's Technology insane. has been really great. Yeah, finding like web forms and everything, that was my hardest part. Um, when you own a business, um, for us on the new construction side, we made our own procedures, we make our own policies. Coming into an industry that had mandatory forms, web forms, and them all in a central location, it was really overwhelming for me to like be like, I know what form I need. I used to like pull it out of a filing cabinet and rake my three copies and hand them in, and now you want me to like go on this website and find it all. So. I kind of felt like my grandma in a way where I'd be like, um, where is that? I know the form I need, but how do you open it? I phone my broker all the time with like techie questions and he's like, oh, it's right there. I'm like, oh, why is it in like a awesome. folder? I just wanted it in a folder. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, uh, the one thing I wanted to touch on with you with Trademark, you guys were involved with Hospital of Regina Home Lotteries at one point, right? Yeah. And yeah. that is that is a big charity work. How did you guys get involved in that? So uh, that was about three years ago. The um, Hospital of Regina Foundation called to tender, I think at the time it was five builders, and they approved you to be tendering on it. How they do it is you'd put in your bid, you'd put in your design, you'd put in everything that you wanted to build, but it had to be a blind tender. And then they'd go through each design. They don't know who they're approving. They know it's one of their five approved builders. And they'd see at the end whose house they love the most. And it would be, they'd rip the cover off and realize that was a trademark house or that was a Ripplinger house. Oh, wow. Place. So it was really cool because they weren't picking it necessarily being a trademark house. They were picking it fully on the design package that we submitted to them. Um, now it's a little bit different. I could be wrong and Michaela could correct me, but I'm pretty sure that Ripplinger has the contract for like the next couple of years for the, for the lottery houses. You know, I, I still think it's such a great thing to do as a, as a company because, I mean, it's not like you're making a bunch of money off it, right? It's a no, lot you're, of you're not making work. you're not making any money off of it. <laughs> People, yeah. you know, you, you are spending the full amount that they give you because you really want to impress and it all goes back to charity. So it's, it's, Absolutely. You do it out of your passion and you get to be creative and you get to try really cool things that maybe you wouldn't be trying in other houses. 
but at the end of the day, all the money's going back to um, the, the um, foundation. That's amazing. That's, that's great work. Was that right around the same time you started rebranding Trademark? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Can you tell us yeah. about that process? Well, we went to this seminar and there was, uh, so James and myself, so my husband, like my husband and I own Trademark and we had this team and I feel like six years ago, it was really muddy in our industry. I don't think anyone, um, I know that back in the day, Usonia did a really good job of um, branding into a niche and you could drive mm -hmm. down the street and say like, that is a Usonia house. And it had like all their trait, like all their, um, their, their criteria and kind of their, their characteristics of their house. Um, we never had that. And I felt like we were trying to be something for everyone. And I felt like it was really muddy as a company when someone asked like, what do you do? Some people would be like, oh, you're that investor um, infill company. And I was yes. like, are we? Oh, I had no idea. Other people would be like, oh, you build acreages. And I was like, yeah, we do. And other people would be like, oh, they're just another production home builder. And I was like, oh, like nobody knows us for what we want to be known as. We were known for what they heard of us from or what they built with us. Um, and I just felt like, that was really hard on us to know how to move and how to progress as a company if you don't know what your niche is. Um, That's true. So we started um, really looking at what we love and what we want to do. And from there, we moved to more of this like modern farmhouse contemporary builder that people know us of today. It was a really hard process to get there. Um, we worked with Matty O'Connell at the time he was on staff with us and he did our complete okay. rebrand. He is really amazing at rebranding. He now owns his own business and helps other people and other companies really find out what they are, um, who they are as a company. So he worked with us. Oh my gosh, I have a floaty. floaty <laughs> and um, really asked us hard questions and asked what down to colors, like, what do you want to be now? We're that like black and white really sharp um hints of wood like we know who we are now and we know who we want to be and that helps us make each decision down to office space like some people just don't even think about that and your office space needs to be a representation of your brand that's where you're bringing so we know what we want our offices to look like we know what we want our show homes to look like our spec houses um, our trucks, everything, we really have a good idea of like the direction we want to go. But it did take many years to get there and really many messy years of being that startup company from 2007 yeah. to 2011 till we really figured out we can't, we can't just keep doing things for all people. You really need to sit down and be like, what, is your, what do you want people to know you as? That's really important as an entrepreneur. That's awesome. That's awesome. Before I ask the next question here, let's give a shout out to Maddie, the person that helped yeah. you do the rebrand. What company awesome. does he own now? He's at Makewell now, and I'm just going to look it up on Instagram so I can give a little shout out, make sure I have the right thing. So you can follow him at Makewell Creative on Instagram. That's awesome. You guys have heard that. Local company, good at rebranding. You know, the, the new, I, I want to say the new trademark uh, brand, um, I'm loving it. I oh, know that 
back then, you know, if I have a client that's looking for an investment property, I knew mm-hmm. my first call was, hey, trademark. I know they have those up and down entails. And yeah. they usually are good for rentals and investments, type of thing, right? But I'm yeah. seeing you guys are more that single family, that kind of like that burn style look. And, yeah, exactly. and you've done a really, really good job with that. <laughs> good job on the rebranding. Thank you. Thank you. So now you're 13 years as a, as a home builder, local home builder in the city. 13 years, that's a long time. So yeah. how are you finding that um, the situation that's going on around us here with COVID-19, how has it affected the building sector? And then we'll move into the real estate sector. How has it affected you on the trademark side? Yeah, I'm going to preface this all with that I can't speak for all builders. I think that's really important. I think that each builder and each company, each trade has, we all manage our companies different. And over the last three years with the, um, slowdown of our entire industry, we all made really different decisions to get us to different places. So um, I'll just talk about the decisions that we've made up till COVID and then how COVID affected the decisions that we've made. Um, over the last three years, we really did a company overhaul. We had our brand. We knew where we were going. Now we had to get our internal areas to match the direction that we wanted to go. With it being slower, we felt it was a perfect time for James and I to really take back and control the areas in our company as owners okay. and operators. Um, okay. So over the past couple of years, we have had to do um, restructuring within our business so that we had me looking over the sales department, James looking over the construction side. So we've made really smart decisions to get us to that point and also really hard decisions that are messy for entrepreneurs because you never want to yeah. hurt you know, if you do layoffs and all that stuff, people even they get mad at your boss, like at their boss for making these layouts or layoffs. But you, you have to remember that good bosses and entrepreneurs, those are really hard decisions for us to make. We did, it's, it's business, but we take that business so personally that we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So we've made really wise decisions over the last two years. And we were, we are still really excited about where we're going with our company. COVID has introduced obstacles that no one saw coming, like across the world. And I think that makes us feel a little bit more reassured that it's not, it's not because of decisions that we made that we're in this situation. It's not just an industry thing. This is like an entire economy across our nation and across the world that is going through this and constantly pivoting. Like we wake up one day and we're allowed to go to work and some people are pivoting because they're not, they're no longer, they're no longer there because they're told they have to stay home. I find that, I find that so heartbreaking for these businesses that are told they can't go and i understand it and i get it on a health side of things i totally see why but as a business owner that is the hardest thing to put your business to the side that you've worked so hard on and be told by someone else you can't open your doors like we thankfully haven't got to that position yet um in the construction and real estate industry it could be you we could wake up tomorrow and that's what we're told and we have to be ready for that and we have to be um, on our toes and making good decisions. With that, I think for my industry, um, on the construction side of things, on the real estate side of things, we are told that we have to be so smart. 
And yes. you, you have to be thinking ahead um, down to washing stations, on, like hand wash, um, sanitizer on site, um, sign-in sheets on site. You can't just go about your normal day business and not put these practices in because we have to show our government, we have to show occupational health and safety that we are taking this seriously and we are putting these steps in place so that we can remain open. Um, but again, you never know. We could wake up tomorrow and construction won't be an essential service. And we'll take that when we get there. Um, right now we're still, we are still building houses. We are still operating. We are doing it under completely different um, policies that we were a month ago um, with our our trades one trade per house maximum four people per site must wash the door handles when you come in and when you go out at the end of the day have to have hand sanitizer or soap water on site um, for the trades um, down to I'm trying to think what else we have. Like, there's just so many that I like sat down and yeah. never had to write like a a policy and procedure and tape it on a wall before like that for me was a learning thing for an entrepreneur and to sit down and be like how do we keep everyone safe I find for a builder though it's really hard um, this is when you have to really have those good relationships with your trades that respect your decisions because we're not there to police them at every single job site so we need to make sure that we're working with companies that respect our decisions and also will implement our decisions to their employees that's awesome. So are you finding that with some of the measures that you've had to take and precautions you've, you've had to take that, um, say, build times are affected? And how are your clients taking having to wait a little bit longer to yeah. get into their home? So right now, we are really lucky that we have about um, a handful of projects that are actually nearing completion. And in that anyways, we would give the trade their full um, undivided attention at that site. So those sites haven't really been affected. You know, we always try to give um, the trim carpenter his own space. We always try to give the painter their own space. So those ones are okay. Right now, it's the ones that are going in the ground and we're having to tell our clients, like, we're still supposed, like, we're still moving ahead. You just need to be patient because I could phone you tomorrow and say that it's not. And um, our clients have been so amazing. We have clients that have sold their house already and they're like, that's fine. You know, we're going to rent somewhere anyways. We're okay. Um, we have ones that we're going to put their house up for sale and they're like, we'll deal with it when we get there. Um, our clients are so excited about their new house that they're okay with waiting. Um, however long it takes i really hope that we can just be smart and be safe and continue to work at a slower pace that gives them the same you know end result in eight months that's awesome that's awesome i'm glad that you are able to set those expectations for your clients ahead of time and because they're happy building with you they're willing to wait yeah and, and i think for, for us thing. for us it's that relationship that we've really established with our clients off the hop it's being transparent with them and having good communication. I mean, they're emailing with me and James and our construction admin, but we're all on that same email or text messages and group texts to me and James. Like there's no, um, it's really what we've worked for for the last two years is not to have that messy middle 
between mm-hmm. construction and the clients it's like we're all in the same email and they are hearing it from the owners who care and they're working with the owners so there's not any miscommunication on anyone's part or they're not the trust is there too because they're hearing it you know we're skyping from our bedroom with our kids on our lap and they're skyping with <laughs> us not not necessarily a salesperson who has to talk to a construction manager who has to talk to the owner like there's no it's just clean yeah that's awesome that's awesome. So as an entrepreneur, you understand that, and you mentioned this earlier, there's a lot of businesses that are going through hard times right now. And mm-hmm. I know the construction industry has been going through hard times for the last three years because the economy was down and then you got hit with the PST. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that the government is doing some rebate with the PST now yeah. uh, to try and help out. But what advice would you give to small business owners, local business owners that are are affected by COVID? What are some of the things that they can continue to do right now to stay relevant, to stay top of mind, and to maybe continue to grow their business so that they don't have that hard stop and then try to go for a fast start? Um, With SRA call yesterday, we were talking to Kathleen Black, and she was saying, you have to do those things in the middle so that you you don't have the hard stop and then you try to have the fast start. So what are some of the advice that you can give to small business owners that they can be doing? I need to take my own advice in this too, because it's so easy to say it. Um, But we are implementing a lot of stuff on our end. For me, I find that there's always those things that you think I'm too busy to do. And those things are really important that need to get done. For example, overhauling your website is huge right now because everyone's using that platform to do their shopping, to do their research and to find yeah. out more information about your company. We went, we're going through our website right now, making sure that all our galleries are up to date, making sure that we're putting frequently asked questions on our website so that people, yeah. you know, they might not have that face-to-face conversation, okay. but they're gonna, be, they're gonna be researching you so that when this is over, if they wanna buy a house or if they wanna buy a product, they know where they're going to go and get it. Mm-hmm. So making sure your website technology that's huge i think that's the time to be connecting with people like um maddie over at makewell or gerhardt studios who we use and just getting down to your whys and what you want to look like when this is over um same with stuff like instagram and facebook so many people say oh i don't have time to post or i don't have time to blog now's your time now is your time to be in front because everyone's sitting here scrolling on their phones and if you're there and just offering um, humor, I think it's huge. Um, honesty, being human is big right now. Pretend, don't pretend that you're not affected by this. We're all affected by this. Show your true heart. Um, we went through our, we're going through our Facebook, making sure that all our um, galleries are now going to be going on our Facebook page so that people can go and just being as top of mind as possible. And where is that? That's right now on your computers and on your phones. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great advice. I'm also seeing a lot of Facebook groups that are popping up too with support local and um, support your local restaurants and and things like that. Um, Would you you advise small businesses to join groups like that so they can be a support for each other? Because I mean, right now, we we know as, an entrepreneur. Uh, you own your company, I own mine, and we always mm-hmm. treat it like our baby. And when that's taken away from us, sometimes 
it can affect us mentally and, and things like that. So having that support system, I think, is huge. So have you have you found little groups like that, like support local and and other Facebook groups like that, to be helpful for small businesses so they know they're not alone and they can be a support for each other? Yeah, I have kind of two thoughts on that. I think that the support local is good. I think it's a place that you should be present in the support local groups. At the same time, I think that there's you need to, as a business owner, I feel that I need to be careful because so many people are putting so much on those pages that it really does get buried and your post not, might not be seen. So don't rely on those groups to get your message out. Make sure you're putting your message out also on your own pages, blogs. Okay. Um, I find that also you have to be careful with where you vent and what you put out on these um, groups where you are using for, um, not even like a venting place, but that's like the wrong word, but like where you're really sharing what you're struggling with. Because people take what you read and they're like, oh, they're going under or, oh, look at what they're struggling with. Be careful with what you're sharing. Make sure it's encouraging. Make sure that if you're asking for help on a topic that you really preface with why you're asking or um, just don't let people read into things because that's how rumors really start. I think that it's important to surround yourself with Zoom and FaceTime with those that you trust. And a funny thing for me is that our home building industry, we're competitors, but we also want to see each other do really well. And, That's you know, I have, I have conversations with um, different home builders over the last week of what are you doing? How are you guys handling this? What are you telling your trades? How are you telling your clients? Like, and I think you're kind, we're kind of letting our guards down, but at the same time, we're all in this together and we need to make sure that our message to our trades is consistent. That's really important because we're using the same trades a lot of the times. Um, town and country plums for a lot of home builders in Regina. They're probably the largest residential plumbing. They're awesome. But I want to make sure that what Northridge is telling them and what Harmony is telling them and what I'm telling them that we're not giving them mixed signals because then when they go to site and they have a different policy on my site than they do their site that's when errors can kind of happen so I want to make sure that across the industry we're all using the proper um, techniques and we're kind of in this together and we need to use our our competition as also our friends in this oh, no. and that and that makes complete sense I mean you and I excuse me you and I we're colleagues but we're mm -hmm. also competitors you know, we, we are for two different companies we're both realtors but we're yep. here today having this conversation yep. sharing it with the world to let to let people know that you know what you, at this time you can be competitors but you're all in it together and you yep. all have to help each other at this time it's not about just you or me it's about all of us together and especially in this especially right now when it's down to our it's down to our clients health and at the end of the day, we want all our clients to be healthy. When I go and see your houses that you have listed, I want to make sure you've done what, you know, what we all are agreeing is the proper techniques that our clients should be implementing into their houses. And when I go into your clients' houses, you want to make sure that my clients are following the same rules. So by having these conversations and these like um, brainstorming sessions, it's not, oh, look what Tim's doing. He's so much better than what Melissa's doing. I want to make sure that I'm being as safe as you are. Yeah, exactly. And that's important right now. 
because, I mean, I think it's important for the whole industry to demonstrate that we can take leadership in this and that we can take, make sure that safety is first. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, somebody else will make sure of that for us by shutting us down. Oh, yeah. And, and they're going to tell us we can't go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for exactly. sure. I totally, I exactly. totally agree. How is your brokerage handling stuff over there? Are you guys... Um, you guys meeting online or camaraderie i'm finding right now for me that our industry is such people person and that we want to like be together as a team and we miss mm-hmm. each other um how are you handling not having that face-to-face interaction so like in in our brokerage we've, we've, we we talk almost every day um as you know uh it's a small brokerage so yeah. we're all on whatsapp together and we're always having conversations together um, every two weeks, we do a Zoom call uh, oh, nice. where we can actually see each other's face on Zoom and, and go through either a training or, or just an update or just to see how everybody's doing. You know, as a broker, to me, this is the time where I'm using the time to reach out to the agents uh, just to do a wellness check and see how they're doing because they're my family, too. That I call them my work family. Even our WhatsApp yeah. is, is labeled platinum realty family because we look at it as a family so we so we want to make sure that everybody is doing okay and make sure that their families are doing okay because once again we're all in this together um obviously we have policies in place right now where the building itself is shut down to the public um because safety is important and we're encouraging use technology as much as possible and and we want to help give guidance so that they can do that as much as possible but you know it's important to still stay connected and for us we find that zoom is allowing us to do that our whatsapp conversations are allowing us to do that sometimes it's somebody sending a joke or something so we all laugh it or somebody sending a tips and things like that uh myself i've been using I've been doing webinars almost every day. Uh, I take oh. two hours a day that I'm home to do a webinar to to learn more about the industry, learn more about real estate, learn more about marketing. So what I've been doing is as I see a webinar come up, I share it in the WhatsApp and say, hey, here's a link to webinars. Uh, go check it out because there's a lot of useful information there. So I'm encouraging even like everybody in the brokerage to continue yeah. learning because we want to come out of days better than we were and because a lot of us are working from home this is the time to educate yourself so that you are better than you than you are and i mean that is an advice that i'll give to any small business any salespeople, or anybody that that's affected by this is take the time to make yourself better educate yourself as much as you can and also surround yourself with people that can help you too because I was saying mental health is a big thing. You know, I'm lucky enough that my immediate family is around me and we're always in constant conversation. My work family is around me. We're always in constant conversation, but it's important that you surround yourself with people that can help you. So if you if you want to vent, you know you can vent and it's in a safe place and there's yeah. no judgment. And yeah. at the end of the day, you might just want to talk to yourself and then you feel better. But you know what? It's still important yeah, at the end of the day. Surrounding yeah. yourself with great people that can that can support you is important. Um, I have one question for you here. Uh, right now, with everything, I know the gov- all levels of government are working so hard right now uh, to mm-hmm. try and help Canadians as much as they can. 
you know, I would definitely applaud all their efforts because uh, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing their best. Yeah. Uh, how would you say uh, that some of the policies and I guess some of the things that the government is doing is going to help, say, the home building industry as as a whole? Is there is there a benefit to it, or do they need to hear more from the industry to do something different uh, in yeah. order to be able to help the industry? Yeah. Um, I think it was funny, their timing, um, that they put out the PST rebate. I was like, we've been asking for that for years, and we get it right before COVID, um, which is good. I'm so thankful that they've been listening to what we've been saying. At this point, we'll take any help we can get to keep our industry moving forward. So the PST was really huge. Um, the wage, the wage sub subsidy that the government put in place, um, I don't know if, I know they changed it yesterday and I haven't read too, too much into it. I know our accountant is doing that. But before how they were saying that you you know, to compare like a March last year to a March this year. Um, that didn't make sense for our industry. It didn't make sense for the way that home builders do and trades really do their work. We are seeing our revenue come in in March for sales that we did 10 months ago. Um, That's true. It, it, it didn't line up. We weren't like a restaurant that didn't sell anything and you'd see it right away or you didn't sell a product and you'd see it right away. Our projections are eight months down the road that we're selling to see that turnover. Um, so I know that our association and the Canadian Home Builders Association was working with the government to really voice our concerns in that area so that we didn't have, if we have to lay staff off, we would love to have that 75% wage subsidy so we don't have to do that. But the way that they laid it out, it did not make sense for us. Um, I know they've redone it since um, I've heard, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, I don't know. I just think here, I, I have family in the States. Um, that's where most of my family is. So to just to hear how different countries are handling it all together, I kind of think that there should be no, everyone needs help. Every, I saw this thing Absolutely. on Facebook. We're, we're all in the same boat. We are not going through the same storm. But um, everyone needs help. And I don't think it should come down to how much you, your, your business is going down. I think you just need to help in this situation. All businesses are hurting. We're gonna be hurting in different ways. Um, I don't think, I think that they should be just offering it to help companies and not really putting all these strict criteria on it because I don't think that helps. And I know even for realtors, we are in the same boat because the income yeah. we're making now is from work we've done a couple of months ago, right? Yeah. So even exactly. though for some people, the pipeline may be on hold right now, but they still have income coming in from work they did in January and February, uh, right. which might affect, I mean, qualifying for some of these things. And by the time we truly start to feel the effects of it, it might all be over, but then we're left feeling the yeah. effects of it because because we are all affected by this, but in different ways. Exactly. So I know, like I know the, yeah. I know yeah, the Canadian Real Estate has been working on it too, right? Uh, yeah, to try exactly. and voice our concerns as well, which which is great. And even our Saskatchewan CEO, Jason, has been doing a really good job communicating with the government on it to try and make sure that our voice is heard as well, because we're affected in it differently than a salaried yeah. worker. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be interesting because a lot, you know, our any real estate developer, 
um, home builder trade company, we're going to see it in that six to eight to 12 weeks is when it's going to hit our businesses as opposed to hitting in next week. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that um, over the next uh, few days or a couple of weeks, uh, the government hears our concerns and yeah. and, and they kind of consider us in some of the decisions that they're making. Yeah. So before we end this call here, uh, what would you say is the most important thing you want to share with everybody, whether they're workers or they're entrepreneurs or anything like that, what would be the number one most important thing everybody should keep in mind through all this? Um, hmm, that's a big question. I know I put welcome, you on the spot. I know I did. Welcome to my TED talk on this. Um, <laughs> no. um, I honestly think that people just need to offer grace. And I think that is so big. I think grace in business, grace in your home, grace to your friends, the community as a whole is so important. I, everyone is trying. And I think that is really important to realize. Yeah. I, judgment are not going to be helpful right now. Um, rumors no. are not going to be helpful right now because these, everybody wakes up. We're all stressed. We're all trying to figure out what our next steps are. As parents, we are homeschooling. We are distance education. We are juggling um, working from home. We have people that are running businesses out of their bedrooms now where they were going to the office. Um, Grace is huge in all this, and I think that's really important for everyone to realize that from when you're going grocery shopping, show grace to the people, the elderly, if they need help. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to help somebody in this situation, because at the end of the day, it's going to make us all better people, and it's going to be a really hard lesson that we're going to have to learn over the next few months. It's going to be trying on our mental and our emotional and mm -hmm. pocketbook on all that but I truly believe as humans, we're going to come out better at the end and be learning to love and just be accepting. I like that. Thank you. I like that word, grace. For yeah. me, um, for me, yesterday, I, I shared with a couple of people. And for me, my word of the week that I keep repeating myself is, I guess, sentence of the week is, my energy is contagious, so I choose to be the light in a dark place. So positivity, uh, at the end of the day, we're going through a lot, but you still have to keep that positive energy because that, that positive energy could make a difference to somebody else that's going through something hard right now. So positivity, grace, those are important words to keep yeah. in mind in my opinion. But hey, sure. thank you so much for, uh, yeah. for coming online with me today. I really, really Thanks appreciate it. Me. It was awesome. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that's going to learn a lot from you and, and take a lot out of this year. So uh, thank so. you so much. You're welcome. Let's go back to homeschooling and working from home. <laughs> Here I go. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, Tim. See you later. Take care. Bye-bye.